Friday podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel, business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at Chile Today News. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share our episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, would like to ask a question or just say hi, contact us directly through Instagram at Chile Today Podcast. That is the third time we've done that. The third. The third. Nailed it this time. We, I feel like we nailed it every time, but Pinguino can't get his Pinguino poop together. He uh, kept releasing <sighs> it. Do we sound better, everybody? Um, Pinguino brought us a fancy new, what are they even called? Like it's a, egg cartons. He surrounded our mic with egg cartons. Our mic has an egg carton helmet. Yeah, so um, because of, of the quality and all the money we make from this podcast... Uh, we, Loads. We, we now can afford egg carts. Not eggs. We're not there yet. We can't afford eggs, but we, we can afford egg cartons. We have, a, we have three egg cartons. Which we got <laughs> from what, which Pinguino retrieved from his Pinguino dumpster. So uh, there we go. We're fancy now. Hope we sound good because we look ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's something. We're having to stick our head like slightly into the egg carton. If you can't hear us, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pretty loud though, right? No, don't, don't answer that question. You're great <laughs> so how have you been been good um yeah just same old same, same old. old how are you uh good we'll talk about it but i got to go to vina to see my suegro whose birthday it was on thursday so it was really nice to get to see him we only saved for a day still trying to really be safe and stuff saved for a day you know, ate some lunch, happy birthday, all that stuff, and then uh, we came back, and so it was just really nice to breathe uh, air. That's not filled with smog. Right, and so my boogers did not turn black while I was there. It was a nice, good shade of yellow. Does like, that happen to, to you? Oh, yeah, girl, yes. It's I a thing. I haven't noticed. You don't have boogers, you're too delicate. No, definitely not delicate, but maybe I just, like, think, I don't know. Anyway... But that's that's gonna know. I'm happy to hear that your body like analyze your boogers and analyze your boogers because they'll they're like black from pollution. They'll tell you. Yeah, they're like you've been breathing way too much dirt, and oh my gosh, uh, maybe it happened more often. Well, I actually no, it did happen more often when I lived in the center because I lived right on the Alameda, like right there, and so like everything had a nice centimeter layer of of dirt and pollution. So. It was, Beautiful. And this is our Dirt and Boogers episode for all of our new <laughs> listeners. Um, Ten ways to clean your dirt and boogers in Santiago. So, yeah. Let's move on to COVID. Okay. Okay. COVID update. So, as of this recording, um, the Ministry of Health reported 8,426 new cases of COVID-19. Five thousand seven hundred and three were classified as symptomatic, and two thousand one hundred and fifteen were classified as asymptomatic, which that's is even like, scarier. Well, I, I think that's also again like the way that Sinovac works. It works mostly to prevent symptoms, sure. Like, and so in 
that's why we still have to be safe, right? Because like I have my green card, I've been vaxxed, my boyfriend has his green card, he's been vaxxed. But it's also like being around unvaxxed people is the dangerous thing, not like, you know, so, you know, that's the situation. Um, so 608 diagnoses were not reported and 904 were detected through antigen testing. All in all, number of patients in the active stage of the disease rose from 43,793 to 44,186, which is the highest since April 23rd. So this data shows that Chile completed three consecutive days above the 8,000 infections per day, which is hefty. But dick. And this means that the pandemic is now worsening 14 months after its onset. So close the freaking malls. That's all I got to say. Because did you see on the news yesterday that Fantasylandia had a line? It was at 100% capacity, Fantasylandia. Do you know what that is? Yeah. It was at 100% capacity yesterday. Like, it's like people are like, why is the pandemic worsening? Because the malls are open. If you've ever walked by the Costanera Center, which I have, because I had lunch with a friend outside safely, not on the Costanera Center, outside on a terrace this week, and I walked past it, and it was ridiculous like those escalators going up like people like packed into the escalators close the malls like, the buses are, are packed like it's it's a yeah you know, like, i mean I buses know. like that makes sense like you gotta you gotta go to your job yeah. right but why are you in the mall you can order everything online like there's and there are zero reasons to be at fantasylandia <laughs> like there is no what are you doing also it's i gotta say no hey chile i love you fantasylandia is lame no, so don't say that I haven't gone. Oh, I want to go. Okay, go. No, everybody should go. It's a rite of passage. But if I mean, you I don't wouldn't ride you, the scary rides. If you don't go there and get some sort of virus or disease, like, then you really haven't gone to Fantasylandia. <laughs> so, like, it's just, it's like a super spreader just in and of itself for everything. Just, I mean, tetanus, all of it. Do you remember ball pits as a kid? Oh, my God. Why did those, can you imagine ball pits now as an adult they have foam pits okay oh gross because foam absorbs anyway so speaking of the past that you were talking about we can give you guys a little bit of information so people in chile who have been vaccinated and are fully immune immunized wow that word uh against the coronavirus could obtain a pass to move around more freely but this is a move that's been kind of criticized by a few health professionals probably not a good idea the pass, which can be downloaded on a person's mobile phone two weeks after receiving their second shot, uh, their second dose, gives the bearer permission to move about freely in cities under lockdown to go to the supermarket, pharmacy, or for open-air exercises. Those without permits, by comparison, have to print out a permission form every time they want to leave the house, which is allowed for essential reasons only. Right, so that's like the normal permiso situation. Pass holders can also travel between cities and towns not under lockdown. Face masks remain compulsory for everyone, so you gotta wear your mask indoors and out. And the pass will be valid during the during um, the 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew, so you can right. go outside a curfew. No, you can't. You cannot go outside no, a curfew. Can. The things that still um, exist for pass holders, what? I feel like I've got a season pass. Is curfew? You, you can't violate curfew. Okay, curfew and still stays. Curfew stays. Thank you. And what was it? Curfew stays, masks stay, uh, and then you have, like basically you have to follow all of the rules of quarantine 
except for the fact that you don't have to do a Promiso. Basically, you don't have to download a Promiso. That's the difference. And if you don't have it, you do have to download a Promiso. They can't just like scan the chip that's in your body now? No, it's an outside chip. It's an outside chip. The chip in my body is yeah. for China. And for 5G. You can. Yeah. You now are. You now have access to 5G. Yeah, and I can now fly. Also, I was wondering, I wanted to ask, I didn't want to be rude, I was like, are you levitating? Is that just me? Are you levitating? I am. I know you've eaten some weird things today, but that is me actually levitating. Wow. I didn't want to be rude, so thank you for bringing it up. Yeah, this is not a visual media, so you can't actually see me levitating, but but I am. trust us. But I am. Pinguino also levitating, he has both his shots, but at first I was confused. I was like, wait, aren't penguins flightless birds? But they are. They are, but now. Not now. He's the first penguin that flies. And glows now. Oh, Yeah. Nice shade of pink. Don't mix all three types of vaccines here. Oh, no. I mean, not yet. Like, I'm, like, uh, hoping that, you know, when we have to get our next dose in a year, right, I want a new one so that I can collect them, like, Pokemon cards. I want all the chips. Gotta catch them all. Mm-hmm. But not catch. I don't want to catch the, the don't virus. Don't catch it. You gotta catch everything except for the virus. Okay. Okay. The board at the Las Conas Private Clinic, the CLC, is suing their ex-general manager, Freddy Hacial. Ugh over a multi-million dollar loss due to the admission of too many patients who subscribed to the public health service FONASA during the first months of the pandemic in 2020. According to news sources, Haseel did not tell the board about the number of FONASA COVID patients and the amount paid by the public institution per patient was below 50% of what the CLC charges. <laughs> this ended up costing CLC about CL. Wow, CLC about CLPCDEFG. $8.6 billion pesos, which is about US $1.7 million. As reported by La Segunda, CLC's complaint alleges that there were days when there were over 117 FONASA patients referred from the public health system. So FONASA, for those of you who don't know, is the acronym for the Ch- for Chile's National Health Fund. It is a public entity dedicated to, collect- to collecting, managing, and distributing state funds for the Chilean health system. This way, if people are not affiliated with the private insurance system, ISPRE, ISPRE? ISAPRE. ISAPRE, thank you. They can access the health system through FONASA, which offers lower prices than ISAPRE. Stop it. I'm going to mess that up every That's time. Fine. You can just, yeah. I'll just, I'll just jump in. You it's got fine. me. Thank you. Fonasa operates with public hospitals and ISAPRES are affiliated <laughs> with private clinics, which offer better conditions for the patients for a higher price. Therefore, the Fonasa system is often collapsed with people having to wait for months for a doctor appointment, treatment, or even surgery at public hospitals. Over the past year with the pandemic, public hospitals have been saturated with COVID patients, which is why the health ministry's intensive care bed centralized management unit required private clinics to have a number of ICU beds available for COVID patients affiliated with FONASA. This number kept getting higher, reaching 64 during the peak of infections. I'm angry. Talk to me about your feelings. Okay, so here's the thing. This person is suing because the dying FONASA patients from the public sector aren't paying the hospital as much as the private people. So he's pissed that they're not receiving enough money from the, pri- from the public patients. 
It's a freaking pandemic, y'all. And it's a hospital. Like It's a hospital. Hospitals shouldn't be for profit. People over profits. And I do understand that like when there is a privatized system, you might be able to afford different things. But come on, man. Like people are dying. But also it's so hilariously horrible just like you have to laugh or you'll cry because he was because there was an agreement that a certain amount of beds would be set aside for the public because 85 percent of the chilean population is in fonasa imagine 85 percent is the vast majority i mean i don't know you guys know what 85 percent is i don't have to tell you that that's the vast majority it's more than 50 it's more than seven so so these hospitals, they don't take FONASA. These are only private hospitals. They mean they only cater to the richest people in the country. They don't take FONASA at all. And so they agreed to offer these beds, but then they're like, I didn't realize they paid so little. It's like, I want to choke you for real. Like, what are you, what are you doing, dude? It, we're in the middle of a pandemic. And instead of being like, there aren't enough beds, like if you were like, there aren't enough beds to accommodate the other people who are paying, you know, even though I would disagree with that, I could understand that motivation being like, these people are paying more and I need to have, we need to maybe renegotiate the amount of beds. But that's not what's happening. It's somebody saying, we're not making enough money. So these people, sh- because there's not enough beds. So what are you saying? Put these people in the in, in the street, like with it, in their homes without ventilators? What are, you, what are you saying? Because you're not making enough money? I'm angry. I'm angry, Alicia. I'm quite, I'm quite vexed, vexed. I'm quite, uh, my feathers are quite ruffled. (sighs) Penguin loaned me some feathers. Anyway, so let's talk about copper, shall we? So copper prices have been increasing, even though there's been a strike at BHP, BHPs, um, and the Escondida, the hidden mines. The, um, which is... Wait, uh, they're actually hidden? No, it's called Escondida, which means hidden. Okay, so prices of copper jumped on Thursday, May 27th, after a union of remote workers for BHP's Escondida and Spence Copper Mines in Chile walked off the job, fueling uncertainty over the global supply of copper. So the strike at the world's largest copper mine and the small Spence comes as copper prices have spiked amid soaring demands as the world's largest economies revive following more than a year of stagnation. Um, so copper for delivery in July surged more than 3% to 4.677 or 10310 dollars per ton on Thursday afternoon on the COMEX market in New York, which reverses the downtrend. Stonks. 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 Um, so copper has been drifting lower following the threats by Chinese authorities to restrain commodity prices, but their effect has faded and strong demand and tight supply underpin prices, according to Saxo bank analyst, Ole Hansen. Ole Hansen. Ole Hansen. Uh, and he says, as vaccines continue to roll out, we view a global economic recovery, additional government stimulus, and rising inflation expectations as positive momentum drivers for the base metal. Um, and so over the long term, CIBC sees copper prices averaging at 3.30 pound or 7,260 per ton. So if you know anything of what that means, sounds like copper's going good. All I heard and took from that was what a great time to invest in precious metals. What? I mean, is copper considered a precious metal? It's precious to me. Oh, that's adorable. Is copper a precious metal though? Gold and silver would be. 
I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything about geology. I just think about pennies. But they're, they're not even made it from copper anymore. Any copper? I'm pretty sure they're like a fake like mix now. Fopper. They're Fop like copper. Fagger. Fuck. Fucker. Fapper. Sorry. Sorry. I'm a child. Help. <laughs> help, help. Your turn. Uh, do you want to do a trigger warning on this one? Yeah. So trigger warning, we're going to be discussing um, acts of sexual violence mm-hmm. so you can just skip ahead if that doesn't sit well with your heart mm-hmm. the senate's women and gender equality committee has approved a bill to change the definition of sexual consent in the penal code which would also affect definitions of rape and abuse lawmakers seek to change article 361 to consider situations in which a victim of sexual violence was able to explicitly refuse consent Actions will be punishable if they involve force or intimidation when a perpetrator takes advantage of a victim's potential lack of sense or inability to refuse, or when a mental illness um, or issue is at play. A victim's inability to refuse consent would lead to an increased punishment if more than one perpetrator was involved. The same penalties will apply when a victim consents under pressure or is in a situation of vulnerability. Crucially, the mere lack of action or refusal from the victim does not constitute a manifestation of consent, according to the bill. The Senate will vote on the bill after analysis by the Socialist Party Senator Isabel Allende. Ooh, Isabel. Okay. Isabel. Isabel Allende. Okay, cool. Uh, about time. Yeah. Jesus. Okay. Jesus. Civil law. The thing about civil laws, you have to put every single thing in writing. So it's like, oh, thankfully we're finally putting the fact that if you can't consent, it's rape in writing. Right. Oh, gosh. Okay. But, good step. I wonder if this is going to be retroactive. Oh. Because there's been cases of this stuff recently. Right. About, like, women being unable to consent and everything and people being arrested for rape. So I wonder how that's going to work. So, yeah. Okay. In adorable news... Uh, $1.2 million worth of rare stolen cactuses um, were returned to Chile. (laughs) Rare cactuses taken illegally from the north of Chile are finally coming home. Cactuses in the genus Copia Boa and Uriosice grow in the arid regions in the north of Chile in the Atacama Desert, and a number of these species are highly prized by specialist collectors for landscaping and as houseplants. Come on, guys. Leave the stuff where they go. However, Chile does not allow export of cactuses, making the popular, them popu- a popular target for cactus poachers, which I didn't know was a thing until today. Wow. Cactus poachers. Hundreds of the plants were stolen from the wild between 2013 and 19, Representative of the International Union for Conservation of Nature, IUCN, said in a statement on April 26th. So, officials confiscated 1,035 of the illegal traded cactuses. How do you smuggle that many cactuses out of Chile? I feel like it'd be so pokey. I know, you can't put them in your butt. That's just uncomfortable. It would not work well. And I think if you put them in a bag and then into your butt, like it could puncture the bag. Yeah, it's just not... I mean, then a thousand. Do you you smuggle cacti like you smuggle cocaine? I don't know. Is there another method? I don't know. This article doesn't... You're looking at me like I know the answer to this. Also, we don't want you to smuggle cacti. Okay, so... um, So, 
Anyway, ah, crap. Drop my notebook. Ow. Sorry. Ow. So, um, uh, <laughs> sorry. There you go. The, the raids were a culmination, the raids to get the cactuses back were a culmination of a year long effort called Operation Atacama. Oh! Yeah, in which Italian and Chilean authorities collaborated with the IUCN to recover stolen plants and send them back to Chile. People will pay for How weird do you things. find them? I don't. I guess if some rich person's like, look at my look at my look at my collection of cacti that I smuggled in my butt from Chile. But the rich people would have had someone else smuggle them for them. To be fair, maybe it's part of the experience. Maybe it's the kink. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So during the first confiscated raid in 2020, officials found hundreds of Copiapoa and Irisice capses in Sinigalia, Italy, a port town on the coast of the Adri- Adriatic Adriatic Sea. Nine months later, uh, Operation Atacama dun, 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 received 171 more plants in Rimini, Italy, 80 from Chile, 89 from Mexico, and two from the U.S. The IUCN said in December, not all of the recovered cactuses survived the rescue mission. Some didn't, didn't make it. Rest in peace. And 109 died before they could be returned to Chile. An additional 84 are staying behind in Italy at the Città Studi Botanical Garden um, in Milan for researchers to study the remaining 144 Chilean plants with back to their home country of origin on April 19th, and they will be relocated into the wild <laughs> after a period of quarantine. <laughs> They're like animals to make sure they aren't carrying invasive pests or diseases that could spread to other Chilean desert plants, according to the IUCN. This is so adorable. Many cactus species grow in the Americas, but they're also found in Mediterranean countries, Australia and South Africa, Chile, Scopiapoa, and Ericice cactuses, which are among the rarest in the world, can fetch as much as 1,500 per plant on the black market in Europe. The black cactus the market. The black cactus market. The black dis- market. Black- the blackest market. <laughs> the IUCN says the collection recovered by Operation Atacama is worth an estimated 1.2 million. Cactuses come in striking shapes from tall to armed saguaro and, and long squatted spined copiapoa delbata. Yeah. For you cactus fans out there, there's one person who's like, oh my god, yes. There's one person that's also like, oh, she totally mispronounced that. It's actually pronounced. Hey, if I mispronounce it, send me a message. I'd love to talk to you about cactuses. Um, many cactus species grow only in the low abundance and small geographic ranges, making the plants extremely attractive to cactus collectors. Cactus collectors. <laughs> around the globe, the IUCN said. So, yeah, there you go. Operation Atacama. We've got cactus pirates. Yeah, cactus pirates, people smuggling things in their butt. It's not even like peyote, though. Also, it's, it's just for decoration. If you say peyote cactus, leave it alone, please, everybody. Like, don't don't do don't peyote by yourself without somebody that's going to guide you through what the frick is happening also to your brain. Also, do it face. outside. Um, yeah, this reminds me of that movie, Crystal Fairy and the Magic Cactus. It's it was filmed in Santiago, and like Michael Sarah's stealing a cactus, and then he eats it and trips his balls They don't off. even have peyote in Santiago. No, it's not peyote. It's something else. It's oh. in the, I think it's in the San Pedro cactus, if that's what it's called. It's the one that's grown around here. You can make it into a tea, I believe. I think that's just tunas, which is just fruit. And we also don't 
It don't we're not suggesting that you oh no please don't go tripping on, on any plants or without safe guidance because that stuff can be dangerous and don't do it around the cactus because you could put fall, it in your butt poke poke yourself <laughs> uh, okay so that's our news today everyone friends and family. So today we're going to talk about food. We promised you last episode we had to go into some detail about like food culture in Chile and how it is surprisingly different. And so I'm really excited to go into this topic. We're probably going to have to do a part two at some point. It yeah. is super different than, than maybe, well definitely where we grew up. So you know what I'm going to talk about first Alicia? What? I'm going to talk about milk. Milk. Uh, for those of you who live in the U.S. or in parts of Europe where they have milk in refrigerators, don't be alarmed when you come here and realize that milk is not refrigerated in supermarkets. It comes in a nice box that they call a Tetra Pack, and it is not refrigerated, and you can keep them for mysteriously like months and months and months without them going bad. You have to refrigerate them once you open them. But they are just like boxes in a box, and you open them, and that's they you don't they don't keep them cold, and it's it's very different. It's alarming the first time you see it, and you're like, "What is this aisle?" And you look closer, and you're like, "Leche." It's milk, and like they don't have refrigerated. I've found refrigerated milk once here at like an organic store, and I bought it so excited, and then it was like clumpy and bad mm. because again like it's such a new thing here they don't realize that you can't just store cold like milk in a bottle like on a shelf you have to refrigerate it but i did research on this here's my research that i did because i was like okay it tastes different is it the same they must put a dick ton of preservatives in them it's actually the exact same milk i'm confused is this like how i don't have to refrigerate my eggs it's no okay so in the u.s you have to refrigerate your milk or it'll go bad right yeah but because of the way that the tetra pack like the box is it doesn't allow the air in it to to enter and to make it go bad but they tried to sell these types of packs in the u.s but people like were really turned off by it because they've been drinking like milks out of milk out of bottles for years and years and years i drink it straight from the teeth I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. And these days, right? Completely organic. Um, <laughs> straight from the teat. Um, but they didn't like it in the U.S. because the U.S. is one of the biggest consumers of milk. Mm. And people drink milk at, like, all meals and things like that. And here, it's not really like that. You don't... You use it more for cooking. And so when milk came here, like, as a big product that they tried to sell... It was sort of new, and so it didn't bother anybody to have these, like, boxes of milk. But in the U.S., people just think, oh, it must have more preservatives, must have... No, it's exactly the same. And I've had people be like, no, it tastes different. I mean, if it tastes different, it might just be the company, but it is supposed to be the exact same process. So, don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed, my friends, when you come here and realize milk is not refrigerated. You can keep... You can buy, like, ten boxes of milk, keep them in your cabinets... For months, and then when you open them, you just refrigerate them, get them nice and cold, and that's it. And it's weird, but also weirdly convenient. So let's talk about completos. <gasps> let's. Um, they will make your life completo. They are a <laughs> hot dog in a bun with 
guac or like palta, mayo, and tomatoes. Is that your That's understanding? That's the Italiano. Of... Wait, then what's the completo? Okay, so okay, so a completo, from my understanding, mm-hmm. is a general term for the way that Chileans eat hot dogs. However, there is the completo and the Italiano, which are like types of completos, which have different. Pinguino tried to cut me off again. I was like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Why are there so many layers to this completo thing? I'm intrigued. Uh, I don't know. Did you know that the last week was the day of the completo? I was didn't last know week. that. Yeah, and a lot of places give out free completos. Free? Free completos. Free 99? Free 99. And, uh, but of course, a lot of people, usually, Mao, my boyfriend, gets a free completo every year. But because of COVID and stuff, he was like, I'm going to skip the completo day this year. But yeah, it's uh, normally a completo, if I'm not wrong, it's got the mayo and got the palta, and also has what they call salsa americana, which is like kind of like a weird coleslaw, but it's like, it's gross, I don't like it. It's like a weird pickle, cabbage mix thing. But in Italiano, which is one of the most famous, is one you were talking about, mayo, palta, Tomatoes? tomatoes. Yeah. Anyway, what what you're trying to say is uh, Chileans are obsessed with mayo. Oh, yeah. We're on to mayo. Okay. You know what it, I put those two together because it was oh like completo like with mayo. You know, because it's for me, it was very strange to put mayonnaise on top of a completo. Did you know that per capita, Chile is the second biggest consumer of mayonnaise behind Russia? I could see... What? Oh, okay, I... I, I don't know why believes. Russia loves mayonnaise, but they, and like when you, they put mayonnaise on a completo, it's, they literally take a spatula full of mayonnaise and like wipe it like completely. It's like, it's like literally a cup of mayonnaise. But even we talked about that sauce, the ketchup, the golf sauce with ketchup oh, yeah. and mayo. It's just, you can put mayo on everything. And now I do. You can put it on corn. Mm-hmm. 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 And for my vegan friends out there, which caveat, okay, so I said last podcast, and I apologize that not, the not company was not vegan. I was uh, misinformed, so I hope I didn't give any of my vegan friends any heart attacks. But speaking of the not company and not milk, they have not mayo, and it's delicious. It's nice. It's delicious. I usually don't like vegan forms or vegetarian forms of like things that typically have animal product in it, but the knot company is legit and the knot mayo is great. So if you're a Chilean gone vegan who like cries because you can't drink a quart quart of mayo every day, knot mayo's got you. Knot mayo's got you, yeah. So if you- It also comes in a glass bottle and not plastic. You can get the plastic or you can get the glass bottle, which is important. Interesting. And then you can wash them out and you can put plants in them. Yeah, you wash them out, put plants in them, or sometimes I like to plant like jewelry in them. Or Q-tips. Or, because I like to live a waste-free lifestyle, I made my own vegetable broth yesterday. Of course you did. With, I kept my veggie scraps from my cooking, froze them, and then when I had enough, I boiled the vegetable scraps and made my own veggie broth so that I can cook with that later. Which is amazing. And we're going to have a sustainability episode. Yeah. If you guys are interested in living sustainably in Chile and like um, you want to support Bemis or small businesses for cosmetics or lotions or different kinds of things, toilet paper, all of waste-free stuff, I do have an Instagram called uh, Gringas Go Green at Gringas Go Green if you want to follow it and just 
I do it for fun because I am weird. But anyway, you like that. There you it's go. It's nice. I like it. I feel like it's very informative and you guys do fun videos. I was like, oh, hey, there's Bethany. Yeah, there's me. There's, there's me and my, my friend Mary. Hey, Hi, Mary. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, totally. Mayonnaise, big thing here. They love their mayonnaise. I've seen a mayonnaise pool. Not really, but I wouldn't be surprised. Biggest jar of mayonnaise in the world. Okay. Um, now I'm going to talk about, uh, the fact that Chileans hate spice, but specifically, like, I'm going to talk about spicy food. They do hate spice, but I love you, Chile, but Chilean food is, especially if you grew up in the U.S. where we, like, have a lot of Indian food and Mexican food, like, all of these, like, very spicy types of very flavorful, um, foods, you come here and you're, like, where's all the flavor it's like going to the midwest that way it is uh quite flavor free but specific but specifically i want to talk about how chileans cannot handle spicy food at all they think that like the pepper like be me and like pepper like salt and pepper that you put on food is spicy like they don't use it because they're like it's too hot and i'm like what sorry what and it's it, for me it's kind of hilarious because their reaction to eating something that's hot is so over the top and it's I, I used to work for a guy who sold his own hot sauce here in Chile and he had like hot sauce for gringos and they also had like a Chilean version <laughs> of the hot sauce which was basically cilantro and lime juice like that's what it was it was like oh, cilantro lime juice though. and like a dash of like a dash of like the yellow ahi and that's all it was it was very much not really a hot sauce it was more of like just hot. something that you like a essence like a kind of like a like a something you would put on i don't know to make your chilean food have a flavor so he had like samples at this fair that we went to and this woman put some of this quote-unquote hot sauce on a chip and she ate it and she started like no joke, crying. Yes. And I was like, my mouth, like, and I'd only been here like a couple months and like my mouth like hung open and I was like, no, stop it. No, like it is a thing here. And like, like they can't eat cinnamon. It's like, oh no, it's too ginger. Like it, everything here is too hot, too spicy. And it's just not what they're used to. Like growing up in the US, we have a lot of peppers and spicy foods. For us, it's like normal. Here, I guess if you just don't grow up with that, it's completely like they their palate cannot handle it. And I think maybe you can develop your palate too, because I grew up with uh, parents from Iowa, and it was like hamburger helper, like super bland, like everything from a can. Mm -hmm. And then I made a friend, and her family was from Mexico. And mm -hmm. when I started eating her food, I was like, this is so spicy. Like it was really hard to eat. And now, oh yeah, your palate can easy. definitely, yeah, your palate can definitely change. I think especially with things like spicy foods especially because they say spicy foods have like indoor like they they uh, light up the endorphins part of your brain like the pleasure center so there's a lot of people who like when i think of jalapenos my mouth waters no i'm, I'm like see, my mouth's watering right now like i can't and it's, it's also jalapeno <laughs> oh my goodness oh, it's everywhere i'm so wet oh. um <laughs> Jalapenos are That's really high. All the male listeners. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, um, so that is. It's really hard to find jalapenos here. Um, if you do find them, like the like you you will find them in like a like La Vega, and you'll find one person that sells them, and then they're fresh. Mm -hmm. Jalapenos like in vinegar here cost like 
5,000 pesos, which is like seven bucks, dude, for a little bitty jar. It's like, it's, Chileans just don't eat it. It's not, the, the market's not here. Nope. And yeah, so anyway, uh, for me, who grew up really close to Mexico, who like was born eating Mexican food, it is quite sad. So I like to make Mexican food myself when I can. So we should have a Taco Tuesday. Taco-tastic Tuesday. Taco-tastic. Second time tacos came up. I think it has to happen now. Oh my god, yes. Um, do you like coffee? Oh. Do you like ice cream? Oh. Did you know that they're great together? Oh my god. Oh, I, okay. I'm going to let you talk, but then I have to go on a spiel. Okay, but Cafe Alado, I was looking at, and I was like, are you a Frappuccino? But it's on so many menus here in cafes. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. coffee with vanilla ice cream. They just dollop it right on there. The best part of waking up is a shit ton of carbs and calories in your cup because mm-hmm. it is, it's delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. But I do have things to say. Okay, I'm here. I'm here. This is a safe space. Yeah, you okay. You vulnerable. So here's the thing. For those of you who've been in Chile for, I think, like the past maybe four years, you know that you can go, you know how us, like, basic white bitches like myself, like and iced me. coffee. Yeah, sure. Like both of us. Uh, like iced coffee. Iced coffee was not a thing here, like, four mm-hmm. years ago. Not even at Starbucks. Because they had Starbucks here, but you could not go in and get an iced coffee. And if you were like, I want a, I want a cafe frio, which is what they're called here now, they would be like, I don't know what that is. And you would just have to explain. And it was really frustrating because if they didn't ask, like, I don't know what that is, they would give you a cafe con helado. They would give you mm-hmm. coffee with ice cream in it. And I was like, bruh, I want coffee with ice in it. Like, and so I would have to explain. I would like, I want a cafe con hielo entero in mi cafe. And they were like, I don't understand anything that you're saying. What, what, what? And then I had experiences that were like, I don't know what to charge you for that. I was like, okay, give me a coffee. And they're like, okay, give me a cup of ice. Okay, charge me for the coffee. Okay, do you charge for ice? No, then you're done. And they just put the ice in the coffee. And they were just like so confused. And I had people be like, where are you from? And I was like, the U.S. And they're like, do they do that in the U.S.? And I'm like, yes. All the time, baby. It's a thing. But now, like, I mean, I'm telling you, I had to do this shit at Dunkin' Donuts. I had to do this everywhere I went. Right. Places you would think would know. They would even be on the menu. And they'd be like, I don't know what that is. Because they people just didn't order it. Now people do. It's a new thing. Yeah. So for those of you newbies who are like, Bethany, you're crazy. I swear, I swear to you. It used to be a thing with me and my gringa friends being like, it was an adventure. You worked for your iced coffee. Your gaggle of gringos. You, just, you would walk into a coffee shop and be like, okay, just breathe. Just go up to the counter. <sighs> okay, let's do this. And the amount of times I've had to be like, I didn't want ice cream in this. I didn't say helado. I said cafe frío. I said cafe con hielo entero. Like, por favor. Like, oh my God. Anyway, I just had to, I just had to let it out. I'm sorry. Thank you for listening. You're Alicia. welcome. I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was my thing. Okay, here we go. Speaking of uh, ice cream, I want to go into ice cream as well on another thing. Did you know that Chileans are the biggest consumers of ice cream in the winter? I did not know that. Chileans, if you pay attention, there's ice cream shops everywhere. Chileans love ice cream. And for some reason, more in the winter than in the summer. And I don't know why, but it's a thing. They coordinate their cold food with their cold weather. I, I guess, cool. but I was, the first time I found that out, I was like walking around a market 
with my boyfriend who was before it was my boyfriend we were just friends at the time well we were dating and he was like it was freezing outside i was bundled up i had a, a scarf and everything and i had like gloves on he was like would you like some ice cream and i looked at him like he was an insane person i was like no i would like a coffee <laughs> and he was like uh, okay and then he w- he went to the ice cream shop and there was a line i was like these people are insane but they love ice cream in the winter i don't know why and I'm like, I'm like, why do you like ice cream in the winter? He was like, I, 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 you just eat it in the winter. And I'm like, no. Uh, uh, it doesn't melt. I guess that's true. As quickly. I guess. I mean, it does eventually melt. Right. But the it's you extend the lifetime of your cone. Maybe. I guess that's where they get their pain. We get our pain, like uh, the endorphins or whatever, from our spicy food. They get it from the pain of what it feels like to eat ice cream while it's also freezing outside. I want the temperature of my mouth to match my body on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so hot. Okay, yeah. One of my favorite aspects of food culture in Chile is the fact that when you travel from city to city, there are road stands that sell vegetables, they sell honey, they sell olives, and olives are never buy honey in a supermarket in this country you have because the fresh honey from like somebody who made it from their own bees is so like you have never had honey in the u.s i swear to god honey in chile Mm -hmm. like from somebody who does it themselves is amazing it's so good and it's cool too because if you buy honey in like the south versus honey like near the center of the country it tastes different because the bees are, are pollinating different flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can actually pick up flavors from mm-hmm. the tierra around. Um, and one other thing I love about the stands is the queso fresco. You yeah. can just pop on over, get some queso fresco, but bring cash because you're supporting local farmers. Right, right. And I've never been able to pay with a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, but go, like, pick up some honey, olives, uh, queso fresco, and it's great veggies, on a road trip. Just veggies in general. Just veggies, because you're not going to find many drive through restaurants. Like, there's or not that any. many. Yeah, or any on most Unless of it's the McDonald's. Roads. Right, which is fine, but in on those backcountry roads, it's great. They'll give you samples of the cheeses. There's different cheeses. Oh, oh. No, girl. And the thing is, is it's so cheap. Oh, God. Like, even La Vega here, which is, like, the the market here, it's probably twice as expensive as those, like, road things. And you're buying directly from the people mm-hmm. who grow them themselves. And you're totally right about the honey because I have been to a feria before where they had honey sampling, like a honey yeah. tasting. And you can taste the different the different notes of the different flowers. It is so fascinating. And so if you have a bear-shaped container in your in your cabinet of honey, I feel sorry for you because... Because it's bullshit honey. It's bullshit honey. And come to Chile, move to Chile just for the honey. It's so good. We got our bees, our happy bees, I can tell, because of their spit tastes delicious. Ew. It's what it is. Honey is bee spit. No, you didn't know that? I did, but like I don't think about it often. Well, you should think I about it. I don't contemplate you should on see, it. And that's because you only think of yourself. It's true, <laughs> but I have only child syndrome. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, more food things, because that's what we're talking about. Food. Uh, Chileans love tea. Uh, Chileans are the largest <laughs> consumer of tea in South America. Do you know that? I didn't know that. What kind of tea? 
hot tea, tea, green tea, black tea, they love tea. Red tea, black tea, white tea. Uh-huh, jasmine, all the stuff, chamomile. Um, other, there's several reasons that I've like talked to people why they think this is. I haven't done any like real research. I've just done anecdotal. Why do you think that is? Research. And a lot of people say, one, there was a really, there was a huge British influence, one, in Chile. That's why they have once, which don't believe what everybody else says. Once is literally 11sies, which is tea time for the British. They're like, it's because of our, no, it's, it's. It's 11 seas. It's the time. Once it's when they drink tea and eat cake. Wait, they call it 11 seas? In, in England? Some of them. Really? I'm glad oh. we left. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> scones. So, <laughs> tea with scones. So they drink tea. And also another reason why people say is because it gets colder here than it does in a lot of other South American countries. So in the winter, a lot of people drink tea to mm. stay warm. So, but they love them some tea. I didn't drink hot tea till I came because really? because it's un-American to drink hot tea. Obviously, freedom fries, freedom fries, and coffee. Uh, you don't drink tea, hot tea in the U.S. You drink sweet tea with with sugar. Where I'm from, you drink sweet tea, and uh, you throw tea in the ocean. But here I came and I was like, oh yeah, it's cold. I have no heat in the winter. Tea sounds good. Yeah, chamomile with some floral honey. Nice. Aronda nose on the nose? Aronda nose on your nose. In your nose? Yeah, so tea. Tea's a big thing here. If you like tea, it's everywhere. Uh, another ecological thing, don't buy tea in bags. Buy loose. Don't look in my drawer. I mean, I don't judge anybody for their tea pre- or their preferences. I'm just saying if this is something you want to do about living more ecological, because you should always use what you have. I'm gonna preach. If you should always use what you have and don't throw things away, but once you use what you have, if you want to buy more, it might be a good option to buy loose tea. Because it usually tastes better anyway. That's true. Yeah, and I have dados. Uh, yeah, that's where we got tea. Ooh, um, bread, maraqueta. <laughs> Ooh, bread. Ooh, bread. Oh yeah, the maraqueta, batido. Like they have other words for it. Do they? Uh huh. Batido is what they call it in Viña, Valparaiso region. So that's what my boyfriend calls it. He's from that region. They call it maraqueta here. It's a special type of bread. For a special type of carb lovers, it is mm-hmm. amazing. It's delicious. Also, buy that from the side of the road if you can. Sometimes it's even still warm, but it's got oh, this like girl. perfectly crispy kind of, not crispy outside, but it's nice, like firm outside and the inside, oh, it's so fluffy. But the thing was, the thing is about the inside is the inside is delicious and fluffy, but Chileans pick it out and they don't eat it. Oh, you gotta, you gotta just scoot it over to the side and then shove your sausage in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm like, sh- you know what, it, what it's, choripans. Choripanes, yeah. yeah. That's how they, like, that's the, like, grill thing that they do. They stick a piece of sausage in their maraqueta, but they pull out that wonderful inside and it's hilarious. What They're do like, do they say it's less healthy than the rest of the maraqueta. I'm like, you know, it's all the same thing, it's right? It's all the same thing. You didn't. The outside didn't bake out the calories. Like, I don't, I don't get it. But they, they, but they literally are like, it's healthy. Like, that's the most unhealthy part. I'm like, first of all, that's the most delicious part. How dare you? Yeah. And they, it is so funny because I've had this, like, argument with my boyfriend. And at the end of it, he was like, okay, yes, you're right. I never thought about it. But still, I'm still going to pick it out. I'm like, do what you do, boo. Like, <laughs> you do you. But don't be coming at me like, it's unhealthy. Err. It's a bread. It's bread. Bread is bread. It's bread. Bread is bread is bread. 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 But the funny thing about maraquetas is, like, they have this whole debate about how to count <laughs> yeah. a maraqueta. Do you know that? How do you do it? Okay, so apparently... Because it's in four sections. Yes. Yes. So the maraqueta comes in, like, four sections, but all together. 
And so there's a big debate, big debate on how to count them. Some people say you count them by section. Some people say you count the whole thing together. But apparently, according to people who've told me, you count it by two sections at a time. Two sections at a time. Okay, because I was always like, can I have a mariqueta? And then I always thought it was one, but two sections at a time. Right, so if you say, I would like, here's the thing. But it vertical hot dog or, or, or hamburger? Like, is it vertical, two vertical, no, or two, two horizontal? No, two, the ones beside each other. But the other ones in are half. beside each other. They're in half. Okay, so it's long, right? Yeah. You, like, bend it. Yeah. Bend like and snap. That. Yes, obviously. So it gets confusing when you go to it because everywhere sells them like the little bitty supermarkets the mini markets the like guy on the side of the road like everybody sells maraqueta leather jumbo they all sell them and if you're like i would like four maraquetas you're gonna get two like loaves hmm. yeah because that's that's four maraquetas yeah it's confusing it's confusing why we did you make it confusing like this chile? It up for you right so there's batido maraqueta and what's the other one pinguino there's one more in the north but i don't remember what it's called Anyway, super famous Chilean bread. They eat it with palta and tulipanes. Chodes like and pans. What's the other one? Ayuyo? The circle? Ayuya. The circle bread? Yeah, the circle bread. I don't yeah. like the circle bread. It's fine. It's like, it's, ugh. I don't like it. Not my favorite. Not a fan. Let us know which shape of bread you prefer. Lettuce. Also good in Chile. <laughs> sorry. Ugh. Okay, I'm sorry. Too too many. Okay. Uh, Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is despite the fact that we are just a coast, fish in this country is all imported (laughs) and it is (laughs) so expensive. It's pricey. It is so dumb expensive here because we export all of our freaking fish to other countries mostly to japan which also is an island it's like we trade fish it doesn't make any sense and so all your fish here is frozen and a billion dollars it's expensive it's and it's fine like it's yeah because the fish farms they're not even from here they're norwegian salmon it's it depends if it's salmon don't eat salmon in chile don't eat salmon yeah, just don't. Well, especially don't eat salmon in Chile. Like, they it's not from here. That shit full of yeah. all the things you don't want in your fish. Yeah, you don't. It's not good. So honestly, like the mariscos, like the shellfish you get here, that stuff's great. That stuff is from Chile. It's really good. So if you like shellfish, um, also if you don't like shellfish, I'm from a landlocked state, and I had never really had shellfish. Like. We had freshwater fish and stuff, so we had a lot of lakes. I'd never really had shellfish. I didn't realize that I love, love oysters. Yeah. Oysters are freaking delicious. If you put uh, anything but lemon on your oyster, how dare you? I eat it with hot sauce. Do you <gasps> how fight? dare you? I would like to fight. Are we going to fight right, right now? now? Right now. Pinguino, stay out of the way. He no, is unbothered. I, I just like a little lemon. I like, and, that, and that's it. I want to, it, it tastes like the ocean and it makes me happy. It and does I love taste it. like the ocean. And it does that. Uh, nice. Girl. Mm, mm. Oh man, I want some now. Now, jalapenos and oysters make my mouth water. Oh, it's been so long since I've had oysters. It's not like you can order oysters, fresh oysters to your apartment via Rappi. Like, I mean, I guess imagine. I don't know if I trust it. Sushi gets yes. me. And I'm like, Ooh. Yeah, but the sushi here is basically just cream cheese and cream cheese and some of the fake, of the fake fish. Right. Yeah. Chileans love kanikama also. That's the fake lobster, which for me is disgust. I hate fake lobster. What do you make it out of? Uh, it is a fish. 
but they you, it's like apparently a really cheap fish and it like they make it look it like has a similar taste to lobster but it's like a really cheap fish i believe somebody correct me on that do we have any fishologists out there fish if so what should we feed pinguino i'm done feeding him fish it's professionals expensive. Pro- oh my god i love Sorry. you professional now we're not gonna fight because that was a good one thanks yeah um if you don't know pinguino is our producer he's a penguin and uh, he's pretty good he's great he's great he sometimes talks to us but he won't talk to you he's mean um but yeah you have one more right no oh i can't count maybe wait did i do all mine <laughs> hold on let me oh i have one more <laughs> oh yeah um asados <gasps> i love asados meat sweats for days oh my god for days but um the chilean asado is an integral part of this community integral Integral. Inter, in, uh, integral. Integral. Like a Which is whole wheat. <laughs> um, it's a whole wheat f- part of this country. Um, so basically, if you have Chilean friends, they'll be like, hey, do you want to come over to my house for some brewskis and we'll put meat on fire? Yeah, mostly. And like that is a ride of, like, it is Chilean's favorite thing to do. And I love it. Like, I'm all into I'm all into it. Um, it is traditionally like they basically just get a big slab of meat. You stand around in the meantime while the giant slab of meat cooks. It takes several hours. You eat choripanes, which is mm-hmm. on the batido maraquetas, which has pebre on it, which is kind of like a pico de gallo, but it's but not, not pico. But it's not pico. It's wetter, and um, with mayonnaise, <laughs> it's, it's like pico but wetter. And now <laughs> pico means dick in Chile. So now um, oh, that's the, right. It's wet. It's a wet dick. So, um, and it does have a sausage. Oh, and God. you stand around, and they don't like put. It's not barbecue. They just put salt and uh, maybe some pepper on the piece of meat, and they cook it, and it is delicious. And what they do, which now in COVID times, it's, it seems a little bit wrong, but they just cut it into small pieces, and then somebody walks around, you just take a piece with your fingers, and you eat it, and it's like delicious. Now, for your vegan vegetarian friends, a lot of, if your friends aren't assholes, they'll grill vegetables for you. Yeah. And we like to grill, um, we like to grill, we always grill a lot of vegetables on our asados, and then also we grill pineapple, and do like pineapple mm. burger things for our, for our veggie friends, which are really good. They say they like them, maybe they're slimy to us, but they, I like them too. So, yeah. That sounds great. I love asados. Oh, I want to do an asado so bad, but now it's winter. You... You had us over a while back, and you guys you guys made chori pan. Yes, it was really nice. Yes, for my birthday, I had a few people over. Uh, with the uh, uh, the allotted number of people five that were, you're allowed to have over during phase two, um, and we had some chori panes and alcohol. Alcohol. So it was fun. Oh, I love asados. Ah, so we're definitely gonna have to do a part two of this food culture thing. Send us what you love. Oh yeah. In your body. Yeah. Is there a food culture thing in Chile that confuses you? Because we want to know about it. Uh, I definitely think we need to do a part two because I still have many more things to say about food. And food's a big part of your life. Like, you eat it every day. Or you should. Eat every day, people. Be healthy. Ding dong. Ding dong. What's up? But yeah. I enjoyed Um, this. A bit of a call to action for anybody living in Santiago. I'm... 
collecting donations for the camp. So reach out to Bethany or I. Mm-hmm. Um, the Instagram page at Chile Today Podcast or email Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. I will pick them up without contact. Um, we Wait, need what things. is them? What do we need? We need things like blankets, sweaters, scarves, anything that's like gently used that can keep people warm because like the kids are having a hard time keeping warm in the camps and the adults and the elderly people. Um, so please, like, if you have anything extra, that would be very much appreciated. I'll come pick it up anywhere in the metropolitan region. And if you have spare monetary resources, the kids really need diapers and, um, like the leche, the formula. Mm-hmm. There's a specific kind of formula, right? Mm-hmm. That they use soup. Soup. No, starts with an S. But if you reach out to us, I can research yeah, we'll look it, it up. Because there's also three different ages for it. Uh huh. So we'll help direct you know what to get. So please, if you have it, find it in your heart to help out some of the people that live in the Campamentos. Um, we will coordinate a pickup. Yeah. It's winter. We have to help people survive the winter, especially in these COVID times. So, um, and it rained so hard recently that yeah. things collapsed and everything. So if you want to. Um, just message us. Uh, you can message Alicia. You can message me at Chile Today Podcast at um, Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. Message us. You can just leave the stuff at the consejería so you don't have to tell us your apartment number or anything. We'll come pick it up. And um, yeah, it would be really, really great. We should all help each other out in these times. So um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We love you. We love you. Stay safe. And when in doubt, gringo out. Bye. Bye.